0: Welcome to the Pillars of Smoke podcast, I'm Mag and I'm Sam. Alright, let's get it, let's rock out. Banger! Oh man, that's the one right there, bro. Come on, Phineas. Man. Oh wait, is that a halftime? Hold on. Oh yeah. Wait, uh, hasn't happened yet. Such a good song. Oh man, that would have been sick. Halftime there would have been awesome, bro. Oh, what a banger, dude
1: christian metal band
0: bro metalcore baby oh christian bro there's goodness. nothing like good christian metal and you know what's
1: awesome it's just that like i'm sorry if you really read through the scriptures yeah it really lends itself to being super metal
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> like the passage for today oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's oh metal. yeah
1: oh it's metal it really lends itself to metal. But hey, look, if you're looking for some metal bands that are Christian, especially metalcore, Phineas is a good one. Yeah. Uh, we August, are Romans. August Burns Red. August, we are Romans. Oh Baretooth. Fit, fit,
0: fit for a King. For today. Come Blood on, now. Bloodlines.
1: Demon Hunter. Demon Hunter. Uh, for All Eternity is another good one. Man.
0: Memphis Mayfire. Memf- oh, my goodness. Yes, they're, sir. They're, they're an old one. but Memphis they're good. Mayfire. Bro, you know who has some of the best Christmas albums? August. Yes, August Burns Red
1: has an amazing Christmas. <laughs> bro, album.
0: the best Christmas stuff. Oh man! And you would never think, dude. You would never oh. think listening to like their regular albums. No, or, you
1: would never think. Bro. Oh, Wolves at the Gate is another really. What good Wolves at the Gate.
0: Oh, oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness!
1: And who could forget Oh, Sleeper?
0: <laughs>
1: oh no! I was I was first turned on to Christian metalcore with O Sleeper, uh, with a song called The Finisher. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. And it's literally like it's it's literally the fight of Armageddon and mm-hmm. Revelation. Yeah, I remember it. And it's it's literally talking about Jesus cutting off the devil's horns. That's sick. Bro. That's sick. <laughs> That's stuff that you can only get away with at metal. Like in metal. But yeah. you
0: know, and I'm gonna say something so controversial though, bro. Go right. Hold on. Sometimes I feel that Christian metal music is truer to Scripture than some worship, some mm-hmm. modern worship songs that mm-hmm. we have. Mm-hmm. Is it me, or is it a little more vertical than than most modern worship songs it's, that it's, are so horizontal and just like man, I, feel I feel good, Jesus make me feel good, and all this all this all this, feel, all this soft I, blah blah.
1: I feel like if you were to take some lyrics from like Christian metalcore songs. You can turn them into hymns, and turn them into like hymns, or even oh, turn them yeah, into yeah, like yeah, a yeah. contemporary like worship song, yeah. bro.
0: Oh yeah, phenomenal. hundred percent. It'd be amazing if there's any uh any musicians listening. Frankie Gally, Uh come on now, let's do sign. <laughs> let's do sign. Johnny. I actually, I actually had a buddy named David.
1: What was his name David? No, his name was not David. I'll have to go back and remember his name. But, but also he has. My Lord. He yeah. Also <laughs> for my Lord and also Fumador. Shout out. Big uh, shout outs, homie. Uh, Miss but, you, dog. But it was it was a buddy. It was actually a buddy of me and David. That's what it was. It was a buddy of me and David's, his. His name is Andres. Um, he has a band called uh, Oh my God, The Saving. The Saving. The Saving. Okay. And he does. It's like a one man band. He's only a studio band. He does every instrument, and he does all the singing and all the screaming and everything else. Oh wow! And it's, he has one song called Bashiva. Nice. It's he has some songs where he literally just takes passages of scripture, what, and just screams them. Wow, bro. (laughs) Is he on Spotify? Yeah, he is actually. He is the saving, Bashira. I can't find it, but okay, I'll look for it later. Anyways, what's your favorite metalcore band?
0: I would have to say. I'm a little biased because I like to. I've seen them in person, mm-hmm. so I'm like, "Oh man, I like." Bear, nah, no. Nah, they they've gone a little too mainstream for my for my for my liking. Fit for a king, yeah. Mm. Fit for a king and for today, mm. bro. For today, uh, I have a buddy of mine, firefighter now. Big shout outs. You know who you are. We went and we caught them in Orlando, and fit for uh, for today, and it was just one of the best experiences like mm. hanging out like spending that spending that weekend with them hanging out driving up there doing that thing and then the and then the show mm. the show was just absolutely phenomenal out of hand phenomenal mm. i've seen fit for a king you know Bear tooth um and then i i really started getting into it with Bear tooth mm-hmm. and this i you know i started getting into it later in life i was already mm. like in my late 20s starting to to get into metal i had i, I wasn't I wasn't a metalhead. I just I right. couldn't for I whatever reason for whatever reason I couldn't get into it. I was always I always liked hip hop and rap and things like that. I later in life I got into jazz and some blues, mm-hmm. Latin music and things like that. I started really like expanding my your, pa- um, your musical palette my musical palette later in life and once I once I really like delved deeper into into really expanding that palette life just hasn't been the same mm. and it's so thankful for it is it? Is so it so thankful is for it, it
1: difficult to listen to music sometimes with such a broad palette no absolutely not oh man because there's always something to listen to see but i find my issue i find my issue because i have a pretty broad palette as well but i find my issue in listening to music sometimes that because there's so much to listen to sometimes i don't know what to listen to mm-hmm. so i just don't listen to anything <laughs> actually when i when i don't know what to listen to my defaults are uh, jazz. This is going to sound funny. Space ambient music.
0: Okay. Or Japanese rock. Yeah, yeah. You, you have a way more refined palette than me, bro, bro. <laughs> Ain't no space Japanese anything I'm listening to, dog. <laughs> oh, man.
1: But you know what we can always listen to? What? The word of God.
0: Absolutely. Uh, we can do that right now.
1: So we're going Come into on. Hebrews chapter twelve, and I hope you guys are ready for a very juicy piece of steak because
0: that's all this is. Who goes out?
1: That's all this is this is like I feel like Hebrews chapter twelve is like that really nice peppercorn. Mm. New York strip. Yes, sir. Oh. From
0: Capitol Grill. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah,
1: exa- the exact one that I was thinking. Yes, sir. The exact yes, sir. one that I was thinking. Like-minded. If, if you have never had the peppered New York strip from Capitol Grill.
0: With, with the Bernays sauce. Do Come yourself
1: the favor and splurge.
0: Go out there and splurge. Go splurge—that one thing. And if you don't like it, Sam will reimburse you. Mm, maybe. Eh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. I'll, I'll cook you another steak. How about that? Oh, oh, Man, I doubt that you're not gonna like that. Oh like no! That. And yeah. you know what? It's so reasonably priced. It is. It, it it's is. actually not that bad. And no, there's it's another not.
1: one. This is completely tangent, and I promise we'll get into this afterwards. <laughs> but there's a new uh, there's a new barbecue spot in Miami, Which in, one? The, in 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 the Kendo area. Kind of, it's more it's more like Killian. Okay. It's called Apocalypse Barbecue.
0: Oh, bro, it's on the Killian Golf Course. Yes,
1: it's on the Killian Golf. It's where the old Rinconcito used to be. Yeah, they yeah, it's, it's have fire. they have a smoked peppercorn brisket. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh!
0: I have I have a theory on why they're there. Why? I don't know if I want to do this on the air.
1: We won't catch us offline.
0: Uh, (laughs) I have a theory on why Apocalypse is there. Killian sucks as a golf course. I'm just kidding. Joke. I'm just kidding. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. No, I'm not. All right. So let's jump into Hebrews
1: chapter 12. We're going for a lot here today. Uh, So stay tuned. Let's do this.
0: What a great way to start off a chapter. Therefore. Mm. Oh, man. In light of everything we read in chapter 11. In light of all of these heroes in in chapter 11. In light of the gigantic encouragement you received to
1: persist in the faith and have mm -hmm. hope for the future.
0: You know, these individuals, they are that great cloud of Mm -hmm. witnesses and that's something that i love so the author refers to it and he's very specific here you know they serve as an encouragement for us Mm -hmm. to continue pursuing the lord in faith you know continue to persevere in your faith you know calvin said this and and i love this this uh this thing that calvin said Uh, i think he said this in Institutes. all the saints ought to counsel us By having performed the same warfare, which we are now, which we are now, which we now have to carry on. Hmm. Think about that. Think Hmm. about that, that, that idea of this such a great cloud of witnesses that, that we just read about. And it's not only the heroes of the faith. But it's every single believer out mm. there who is that great cloud of witnesses. That faithful Christian that you knew for many years who passed away, he is also part of that great cloud of witnesses who is witnessing you also run this race. Put on, you know, putting on that armor of God. Putting on that armor of God to. to battle through that warfare that they also battled through and they are so gloriously looking down on us and saying hey conti- they're cheering us on telling us and reminding us in this passage we're reminded that they're there looking at us and re- and uh and encouraging us to continue running that good faith so the author also caused us to lay aside every weight um or anything that hinders us from from that spiritual process mm. and the sin which clings so closely to us mm. which which is something that that that's really what hinders this race this is that sin that that we carry in us consistently and daily that's what's weighing us down so this remind this is this reminds us of the of the importance of the personal um sanctification and the mm-hmm. ongoing struggle against sin, as we see in Romans chapter seven. Right. Um, and those, and those passages there in Romans. So the race set before us as in this Christian life, which we are not called to run with endurance reminds us of the need of perseverance, which, which again, Paul tells us in Galatians chapter six, verse nine, right. To, to continue running this race, um, to the very end. And mm-hmm. that's what this great cloud of witnesses is, is is so um above us, watching us, encouraging us. Mm-hmm. That that's what we get to think back at. That's why that therefore is there mm-hmm. for these next couple of verses right. that are gonna be challenging.
1: Now 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 what I love is verse one and two mm-hmm. really sets up the rest of this chapter. Because and, and it sets up this chapter for what it is that it's teaching us. So chapter 12 is very heavy on applicable theology. Yeah. um, In where, what it's asking us to do in chapter 12 is to pursue holiness and righteousness in such a fashion that it's disciplining us. Yeah. And I I, I love what D.A. Carson says on this. He says, the call to holiness in Hebrews 12 is a call to be set apart from God's purposes uh, for God's purposes to pursue purity and righteousness and to resist the temptations and distractions that would pull us away from our faith. Wow, bro. Wow. Beautiful. And that's exactly what we're going to see throughout this entire chapter.
0: And you know, what's interesting here in this, in, 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 chapter two, uh, not chapter two, excuse me, verse two, we see that Christ is our ultimate example of this perseverance, of this running, this race, of this of this warfare that we're we're eventually going to encounter, just like our 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 the for, the the forerunners of our faith mm-hmm. uh, encounter. So Christ is that ultimate example. So the author, um, the Christ is the author and the finisher mm-hmm. of our faith. So in this verse, the author of Hebrews, you know, he encourages us. Um, that he encourages his readers to look to Jesus mm-hmm. as um in their trial in, in in all of our trials. So, you know, um Philippians chapter 2. Check this out. Chapter 2 verse 8 and 9. For the joy set before him. Mm. For the joy set before him. So, you know, we were it points us to the reward of Christ as our as our main focus right it, it was for the joy that was set before him that Christ continued faithfully to the cross mm-hmm. it was for the joy set before him that 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 he, that he suffered and he was tempted and tried to the umpteenth degree he, you know he exhausted that barometer of temptation to the point where where he couldn't even be tempted anymore because it was for the joy that was set before him mm. so
1: Oh, even Isaiah 53, 11. Absolutely. That one's, Absolutely. That one's beautiful as well. Like uh, This is NLT just because I looked it up really quick. I'm so sorry. Uh, when he see when he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. Mm. This, is, this is a joy for Jesus because yeah. he's looking forward to the reward of his bride being with him. Like, his sacrifice that he made, everything that he endured, it's his joy to do those things. It was his joy to die for us because it meant that he would rectify our relationship between us and God and be able to have us with him like he prayed in the priestly prayer of John 17. 100%. So... Let's continue down this chapter. Come on now. That was just the first first two verses. First
0: two. (laughs) Mm. And I didn't even give my Spurgeon quote. get,
1: Get ready for a wild ride. Here we go. Verse three. Consider him, Jesus, who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint hearted in your struggle against sin. You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. Mm. Oh, wow. I can't just think about that for a second. Uh, Verse three. No, I'm sorry. Verse four. Verse four in your struggle against sin you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your own blood i want you to, i want you to think for a second to the passion of the christ because the passion of the christ starts in the garden of gethsemane yes the passion of christ was first him praying and sweating blood mm this was the first bloodshed that he started with wow it wasn't him being whipped no it wasn't the thorns being put on his head it wasn't him being flogged it wasn't him being crucified the bloodshed started from him praying in the garden and sweating blood
0: oh yeah
1: if you in your struggle against sin have not come to this point yet if you fighting your sin have not come to that point yet, that's what this is saying.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: consider this, him.
0: I don't. I don't think I've. I have do not Not that I don't think I haven't been. I've, I've never uh, struggled with sin to the point where where I'm sweating. I'm sweating blood. Me either. I've sweat bullets.
1: I have sweat bullets, but not blood. But not blood. <laughs> um,
0: it's you know there was actually
1: there was actually so there was there was um there was i think it was a team of scientists and physical therapists yeah that did a study on this like how much stress does the body have to be yeah. under in order to sweat blood yeah and they put athletes on on some of the most rigorous mm-hmm. physical stress tests that they possibly could yeah. and they had to go for hours mm-hmm. before even one of them had even the tiniest trace of blood coming out of their pores and their sweat. That's wild. Like, think about the fact that their stress has to be so high that your capillaries, while you're sweating, burst to where what's coming out of your pores is blood and not sweat.
0: I mean, well, what Jesus here is—he, what he's what he's suffering through, what he's enduring, is not the weight of one person's sin. It's the weight of the entire. Humanity. Yeah, it's 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 the weight of every believer's sin. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna High leave it priestly there to, prayer.
1: Go read John. going will leave it there. Maybe,
0: maybe 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 next time.
1: Father, those you have given
0: me. Anyways, uh <laughs> so yeah, here here in verses three and four, you know, like Sam said, man, we're being reminded that 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 Jesus sweat, he sweat blood. You know mm-hmm. his uh he's he's essentially saying that uh that if christ who was innocent could endure such hostility we can also Mm -hmm. endure our own personal sin Mm -hmm. because we're not we're not here suffering for the sin of the world no we're suffering for our own sin yes we might have a couple of people who will tempt us we might have a couple of people who lead us into sin but we're not start struggling for their sin and maybe and maybe even maybe, maybe even we a are fellow,
1: maybe even a fellow christians sin that you're carrying their burden with them
0: yeah because that's what we we're called to do exactly. but you're not carrying the sin no of every believer either no you're not and and that's where that's where we can take example from Je- that's what we start to mm-hmm. take example from jesus and how graciously he endured.
1: See, but this is and and this is what I love, though, because verses six and se- verses verses five and five six, and six verses five and six, he endured this mm-hmm. because it was a type of discipline. Yeah, and it's and and the writer of Hebrews is telling us to consider the discipline that Jesus had.
0: Well, look
1: in order in order to understand that when we are. And I think it's, and, I, and, and, and this was something that like, I've read through this passage plenty of times. I've read the chapter 12 plenty of times. Mm-hmm. And, and really reading through it this time really showed me a different aspect. And not to look at this as a negative connotation, right? but to look at this as a positive connotation. Because the struggling of sin is not necessarily like, yes, we're all going to struggle with the sin and temptation in our lives, but the struggle is more staying away from our sin and temptations and in staying away from our sin and temptations it's building holiness and righteousness and righteousness within us and that's the discipline the discipline is the lord showing us and urging us and encouraging us and telling us consider christ who did not sin right and follow his example in these things
0: well you know we can also consider sin to be the reproof of god Mm -hmm. for for certain things the discipline of the lord uh, check out what, what Proverbs 3, 11 through 12 says, my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof mm. for the Lord reproves him who he loves mm. as the father, as a father, the son in whom he delights.
1: Mm. So it's the correction.
0: It's, it's also that correction, um. And Jesus is not only carrying the burden of, of, think about this with that passage in mind. Jesus is not only carrying in here the punishment and the weight of that sin, Mm. but he's also carrying the burden for reproof Mm. and correction Mm. for his church. Mm. It's not only a, a it's not only a justice, it's not only that Jesus is going to be crucified to to bear the punishment of your sin, mm-hmm. but he's bearing also the correction for your sin. Mm. That's why when we struggle with sin, our part of our reproof, part of our discipline is to look at the cross of Christ mm. and delight in that. Mm. That's good. Mm. That's really good. And
1: I think that sets it up very nicely for for verse 7. Absolutely. It is for the it is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left with oh, and verse eight. Mm-hmm. Verse eight should scare you. Yeah. If you are left without discipline, let me repeat that. If you are left without discipline, uh-oh, in which all have participated, including Christ,
0: mm-hmm.
1: then You are illegitimate children and not sons. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Verse nine, because it keeps going. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, that we may share
0: his holiness. Come on. Bro. So the author, you know, he continues this theme of discipline, liking it to the correction, um, to the correction of a loving father providing mm-hmm. to his children. You know, this, dif- this discipline, though sometimes painful. It's, de- it's certainly necessary.
1: Mm-hmm. And let's, let's, let's throw a caveat in there sometimes. Let's throw a caveat really quick for earthly fathers. Because maybe you come from a broken home. Maybe you had just a single mom. Mm-hmm. Maybe you were raised by an aunt or an uncle or a sure. grandparent. Sure. They still disciplined you. Absolutely. Replace father for whoever it was that raised you. Oh, I like that. That's really good. Because oftentimes in Scripture, I mean, granted, Scripture, like, you, you have to think contextually. There wasn't really such a thing as divorce yeah. back then. Like, that was it. Like, your parents were your parents, yeah. and that's who you have until they die yep. or you die. Now, divorce is what, 50-50? Yeah. It's a 50% chance that, age, that a couple gets divorced. Mm-hmm. And that's a high... And I think it's actually climbed to like 65 or probably some crap like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. But... In our day and age, how we can put this to ourselves so Come that on. we truly understand this, this this analogy that's being pulled. Whoever it was that raised you disciplined you for a short time. Oh, I love that.
0: that that's so good. I mean, because considering now what what, what this 21st century family unit looks like, I oh. mean, the, the family unit is being stripped piece by destroyed. piece. It's been destroyed. It's it being slaughtered piece by piece. Um, with whatever agenda you want to you know blame that on broken but homes but agendas the, blended families yeah, doesn't matter what yeah, it is. yeah the woke stuff whatever all the all this stuff that's that's continually continually um, uh deteriorating the family unit as it was intended mm-hmm. what i what mm-hmm. I love um John Owen said it so brilliantly bro he says this god's discipline is not punitive mm. it's purifying mmm and it's absolutely true because there is not one moment where I was disciplined by my mom, grandmother, grandfather—I mm-hmm. mean grandpa. Yeah, whatever. What a goat! I <laughs> will. Uh, yeah, but my uncle, like I was—I was disciplined. Yeah, by the best of them. <laughs> and uh, Matt not- comes from a family I- of uh, ministers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Turn to burn, baby. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, nah, they were loving, but you know what? They 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 did not play with discipline, mm. especially my uncle. Mm-hmm. And then this is another thing. This is Yeah, another one the, the one that lives here. Oh, okay. So, I will say this that you if you don't have like a core strong family unit, one person that I remember being a disciplinarian in my life, your and no, yep, yeah, yes. Yes. Later in life, right when I sought that out, mm. but teachers in school, Oof. there were some teachers, bro, disciplinarians, or even a coach that you had a coach. Well, definitely had some coaches in my life coaches, that were disciplinarians. Coaches,
1: if you're a, if you're a, if you're an athlete, you know for a fact your coach is like a
0: second father. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, but for me, you know, some of the some of the best teachers that I remember having one teacher, Ms. Machado amazing teacher I had her she was a math teacher of mine all through middle school mm-hmm. and I remember her being stern she was strict but she was also very loving mm. very upfront she didn't sugarcoat things and and she she disciplined well in the classroom and I right. remember I remember that having a big impact on me because during middle school I was all over the place mm. I was I was terrorizing. Little Havana, bro. Like you wouldn't even know. Shouldn't do it. Yeah, the doa, baby, <laughs> bro. Those tennis courts. Come on now, destroy
1: Yee. people. See, but here's the cool thing about discipline, though. Because no matter who disciplined you in your life, as you grow older, you can hear their voice in the back of in the, in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. When you go to do certain things, you're gonna do, or even like, like think think uh, like think of academic ac- ac- academic discipline. Like I remember one of the first accounting teachers I had when I was like 19 years old at Miami-Dade. Um, his name was Stanley. Um, he, we, we walked into his class and he says, hey, I have to teach you the accounting process. But understand that when you get into your field, there's no place that does this manually anymore. Mm-hmm. Everything is run by Computer software is everything's run by a system. Yeah. It's all plug and play, it's all digital. But you need to know the system. You need to know the process because if you ever do need to do things off the system, you're not going to know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I always remember that. I, 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 I do accounting work now, so I always remember those words that I need to know the process. I need to right. know how things work because if I need to do this offhand, yeah. that's that's what has to be done. And it's helped me in my own life with my own budgeting and everything else. Right. It's somewhere along the line, whoever disciplined you in whatever field or whatever area it was, whether it was life, whether it was your career, whether it was schooling, whether it was your talent, whether it was a sport, whatever it was, you are always going to remember that person's discipline. And when you try to teach someone else, you're going to teach them out of the same discipline that you had. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly where this passage goes in verse 11. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it mm. that's beautiful because while god is trying to discipline us in really like holiness and righteousness and staying away from our sins and learning how to overcome them and learning learning all these different aspects of living a christian life and following jesus's example while it's painful, yes, because it's painful to to quell yourself for your sin. You're pruning Absolutely. yourself. You're cutting pieces of yourself off. That's not an easy process to do. Absolutely I, not. I want all of you to understand that. that cutting, pruning process. That is pruning is process is painful,
0: incredibly challenging. Because
1: because sometimes you have to cut off friends. Yep. Sometimes you have to cut off going to certain places. Certain you have habits. To, certain habits that you have to cut out, like because they're just sinful in your life, and, and 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 maybe you get to a healthy point where you can be around them, but even still, just the the temptation of them being there yep. can cause you to fall back into them. And what the Lord is leading us towards is exactly this it's a it's a pleasantry that happens later.
0: Yeah so y- this is and this this will speak into this uh, this idea that I'm want to share go ahead that we so on social media now I remember there was a time where discipline was a bad word. Mm, mm -hmm. But now the tides are changing. Oh, absolutely. Discipline is a great word. Especially with people trying to do diet fads, workout routines. Yeah, all these fads, all these like... And now everyone's a guru on everything nowadays. You have your workout gurus. You have your relationship gurus. I have at least four dudes
1: in my my email trying to discipline me in how to get rid of my dad bod.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And then you have... Then you have financial expert gurus Mm -hmm. and then, you know, the credit card guru, the car guru, all these people. And they all want to talk about discipline and discipline and discipline. But then you have a special type of guru, Mm -hmm. which is the social moral, the social mores people, the people that are pursuing morality and all of these things. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I don't want to go too much into this tangent, but they use discipline as you know, waking up early, eating right, working out, all of those things, being financially healthy, in order to embrace your true self. Mm. And they don't do anything. like, uh, I think a bad word for them would be pruning out, out of your life, those things that are negative, Mm -hmm. those things that could be spiritually toxic and detrimental. Mm -hmm. But society is so flipped on its head, that people are starting to embrace any idea that any person can have even to the very origins of the gender that you were born into mm. this is what I'm this and this is where i'm getting i don't know it's a little uh far-fetched from where we're at but the and i'm speaking mostly to the christian church here yeah to believers there are certain things that we need to be disciplined about Mm -hmm. but that discipline that we ought to have as believers to continue pursuing the lord the lord is eventually going to ask you to prune out of your life that spiritually toxic garbage Mm. that the world is spewing out and Mm -hmm. we see it all over the place Mm -hmm. there's an agenda with every network there's an agenda in the books. There's an agenda with with everything. There's an agenda.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: If you are not being asked to cut out the spiritually toxic, that, that right there, that, what's telling you that everything in you is good and just to embrace it, that don't change for anyone and all of these things, that's the kind of stuff we need to cut out. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm not very eloquent about this because it, I haven't really thought that through um, completely. There's mm-hmm. And there's ways that I talk about this that I can't talk about this right here, right now. <laughs> but beware. It's much more rough. Beware of the people <laughs> that are telling you that you're perfect the way that you are. Mm. Because Jesus himself, your maker and creator, created you in a way that you need to be pruned spiritually. Yeah.
1: And, and 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 that's that's not to say that you have to perfect yourself before you come to him. Mm. But come to him as you are.
0: Absolutely not. And he
1: will do the rest.
0: Yeah. And it, this is this is what I love about about our about this 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 show, this 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 podcast that Sam knew exactly where I would fall short. And yes, absolutely. Jesus will take you. He, he does. He knows all of your shortcomings. He knows all of your downfalls. But that's why I prefaced before I got any deeper into it. I'm talking to the church here. Yes. True believers, Mm -hmm. people who are currently being sanctified, people who are struggling as Christians Mm -hmm. with with certain things out there. Pruning has to happen. Oh, absolutely. For the Christian. If
1: it doesn't, then there's an issue.
0: If you're coming to if you're coming to the Lord for the first time, come as you are. Mm-hmm. You know, in whatever way, shape, form that you are right now, give your life to Jesus, and He'll transform you. And He will transform you. Absolutely, He will.
1: Now, 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 here's the cool thing because in, in in this passage, it's really talking about the discipline side, and and verses seven through eleven really tell us that that discipline is going to be hurtful. Yeah,
0: it's going to be challenging.
1: It's going to be it's going to be challenging. It's going to it's going to stretch you in ways that you not that you never imagined that you would be stretched, but ways that you don't want to be stretched. Um, and that's just the cost of discipleship. Right. And if you want to know more about that, go back to one of our way <laughs> earlier episodes. And second we talk episode. We talked about that. Was it our second episode? I think episode? It's our oh, second man, episode ever. That one had really bad audio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we might have to re-record. We had bad, we had bad equipment at that time. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what I love is that and, and 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 just in the format that scripture always does, it always, I don't want to say that it gives you the bad news first, because there's no bad news in scripture. There is. Except that you're a sinner. Um, oh, there's the, bad news there's, in there. There's bad news in scripture that you're a sinner and you're going to hell if you don't accept Jesus Christ. Absolutely. But other than that, like, scripture, how it sets itself up is, it tells you the painful parts yeah. first. Yeah. I won't say bad. I'll say the painful, the painful part, part first. And then it gives you an encouragement. And that's what 12 through 17 does. Yes. So, so check this out. It says, therefore, in light of, in light of all and this all painful process that you're going to go through of discipline, because you're God's child and he's going to do it, lift your drooping heads and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it, many become defiled. That no one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau, who sold his birthright for a single meal. For you know that afterward, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: There's an encouragement in that. Hey, this is going to be difficult, but buck up. You have to. And I, I went I w- I went through uh, and <clears throat> if you have a Bible of references, mm-hmm. I love Bibles of references. If you don't have a Bible of references... Get one please get yourself a bible with references well you don't, you don't have to you don't have one. to get one you can go you online can, you can see it es, online
0: esv uh, is it.org.com i think see. it's i think it's .org uh esv.org has all the esv. references esv.org
1: has all the references so you don't even have you
0: don't even have to get a bible
1: that has references you can find this online but i went through and got some of these uh references so like Verse 12 says, therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees. Go over to Isaiah 35, 3 and 4. It says, strengthen strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Mm-hmm. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. Yeah. So it's not just telling you like, hey, buck up, but it's telling you like, Hey, strengthen yourself through the Lord because he's going to come and save you in those moments. Verse 13, and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint. This one's really good, Proverbs 20 through 27. It's kind of long, but I'll give you 26 and 27. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. So it's telling you in this process of discipline, in this process of straying away from your sin and learning how to deal with it, don't go in the ways that it's going to make you sin. Don't go in the ways that it's going to make you sin. The second part of 13, but rather be healed. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another to you That you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. James 5.16. And then Mm -hmm. Galatians 6.1. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. So what that second part of 13 and but rather be healed. You need to be part of a believing community who is going to rally around you and help you fight these temptations and help you keep away from your sin. It's people that you can go to and confess your sins to and have people who are going to encourage you rather than condemn you.
0: There, There is no such thing as a lone wolf Christian. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely no such thing. Even if you are in a remote part of the world. Mm-hmm. Um there's always going to be other believers around you. Given that you're not living in a little island by yourself. Right. That's not common. if you are, you're probably not listening to this podcast. Nope. <laughs> but if you're in a city in a metropolitan area, if you're if you're somewhere where there's a little bit of a community,
1: mm-hmm. go find the fellow believers.
0: Yeah. Go find your fellow Christians. They're out there. They are there. There's always going to be a remnant of the Lord somewhere around. Mm-hmm. Um you know this this passage is, is extremely encouraging because very often we become disheartened mm-hmm. um, when we're being disciplined. Absolutely. Because we're going through through a time of 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 trial, of struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, there could be a little bit of of tumultuousness and anxiety there, um, and it's it, it can be it can be it, it can really shake us up mm-hmm. because we don't feel. Like we we don't feel like there, we have a savior. And I've, I've heard a lot of people say, I'm calling out to God. I'm calling out to God. And he doesn't answer. He doesn't say anything. Hmm. He doesn't do anything. He's given you everything you need to know. The difference is, do you have the faith to believe it? Hmm. Do you have the faith to believe it? when you get passages like that isaiah passage Mm -hmm. that the lord is going to come and save you do you truly believe that do you Mm -hmm. truly believe that jesus will return for his church and this is the part where this is the part where in in this section in hebrews we have to look back at prior verses we have to look back at prior sections what did this writer tell us and what was it Sam I think it was like chapter six or seven hey um hey the easy stuff is done mm-hmm. that we're, we're, we're not eating milk any we're not drinking milk anymore we're about mm-hmm. to cut some steak here this is about to get tough and challenging mm. for this very reason mm-hmm. because no one wants to be disciplined that's a bad word. As much as a lot of people might say, yeah, I'm a very disciplined person. I love discipline. I love discipline. Not in the midst of it. And when you're actually disciplined, you don't like it. And when you're actually disciplined, we're, we're complaining. God, where are you? God, where are you? We don't like.
1: Oh, no, yeah. If you can't say amen, you ought to say ouch.
0: That's very true. Thank you, Vody. You're absolutely right. <laughs> God, where are you? God, where are you? The church is being mean. The church is this. The church is that. Mm. And 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 I have gone through these very. I, I've gone. I, I'm not talking crap here. I've gone through these very struggles where, where I have felt that I have been mistreated, either um, by a fellow believer, by a by a church. I've I've felt alienated from God and I've mm-hmm. cried out to God nothing's happened and I've really had to ask myself these questions do I really believe what I'm reading here mm-hmm. do I really believe that Jesus will return for his church mm-hmm. do I really believe that the Lord is disciplining me for my best for, for my best interest which is his eternal glory mm. We get caught up in our own glory. Mm. We get caught up in our own temporary circumstances that we want things to be good right here, right now, that we forget to we, we forget that we are living in eternity. Mm. We're not living for right here, right now. Mm-mm. We're not living for this broken world. We're living for an eternal God.
1: Mm.
0: Mind you, this passage starts with therefore. Consider the great cloud of witnesses around you. <laughs> we can't yep. get caught up in the right here right, up now. In right here right now. We can't. Because look at what happened to Moses. Look what happened to, to bro Esau. Look what happened to Jacob. Look mm. what happened to David. Look what happened to Solomon. Look what happened to all of these people when they got caught caught up right here, right now. Yep. They got caught up. Yep. <laughs> they did.
1: And it's and it's interesting that you say that because we, we we look at those figures that you just that you just spoke of and all those figures were in leadership. Absolutely. And and there's there's two adages, there's there's two sayings of leadership. One heavy is the heavy as the head that wears the crown. And the second is that leadership is lonely. And and I think I think a gigantic disservice that the church as a whole has done is to try and create a leader out of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Because not everyone's meant to lead. No. And when you're right and, and, and and when you try to create a leader out of everyone, what happens is that you make people lonely Mm -hmm. and that's not what's meant to happen. Especially here, especially here looking at verses 12 through 15, 12 through 15, Yes, it's, it's telling us to do these things, but when you look at the cross-references for each one of these things, it's talking about being in community with people and doing this. Yeah. It's not talking about doing this alone. All of this is meant to be done within the body of Christ. Because you have such a great cloud of witnesses, it's not just the people that are ready with with God in heaven waiting for eternity waiting for the rest of eternity. That's your fellow believers but it's also right the fellow believers that you have here and now. Absolutely. So it's like you look at 12 through 15 and it's stating like, look, you have these people that are around you to help you through this discipline. And at the same time you're meant to help them be disciplined as well and i love what the end of 15 says it says that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble and by it many become defiled and what if i look at that it goes back to deuteronomy 29 16 through 20 right and 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 the main portion of it being 17 through 19 it says and you have seen their detestable things their idols of wood and stone of silver and gold which which were whose heart which were among them Beware lest there be among you a man or woman or clan or tribe whose heart is turning away today from the Lord our God to go and serve the gods of those nations. Beware lest there be among you a root bearing poisonous and bitter fruit. One who, when he hears the words of this sworn covenant, blesses himself in his heart saying, I shall be safe, though I walk in the stubbornness of my heart. This will lead to the sweeping away of moist and dry
0: alike. Absolutely.
1: What happens is that when you feel like you're alone in this, but you're still plugged into community somehow, you feel like there's nothing being done. You feel like you're not getting anywhere. You become bitter. You become stringent. You become this very toxic person. Who is going to end up pouring that same toxicity into everyone else. And that's why, and that's why earlier that's why other verses that are cross-referenced say, bring this person in. Yeah. Help correct them. Help help them with their own discipline so that they can move away from this bitterness so that they can truly understand what this discipline is for. Because I'll be honest, discipline sometimes can make someone very, very bitter. A hundred percent, bro. Discipline sometimes. 100%. like hundred if percent. If you were completely caught up in your sin and the Lord is trying to discipline you, and let me tell you that that the Lord will discipline you through the consequences of your sin.
0: Yes.
1: Sometimes. <clears throat> but also, in,
0: also the conviction and, and weight and, of and, our and sin. The, and the
1: conviction and the weight of your sin. And, and you know what? Maybe you're serving in your church and you've been caught up in sin for a bit and and one of your leaders catches wind of that and says hey i think you need to take a break Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i think you need to take a step back oh yeah because you you really need to work on this sin issue that you have going on right before you can continue serving right now you're serving out of out of a wrong place right
0: you know this 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 text in deuteronomy is really telling us to to watch out for the the effects of the corrosiveness Mm -hmm. of sin because not only does it corrode you but it'll start corroding everyone around you everyone around you that toxicity bro that's spreads how does it spread i'm not i'm not causing anyone to sin you you're right you might not be but, but the way you, the the way that you say things mm-hmm. and i've i've gotten I, I say this because i've gotten caught up into this the way that we say things mm-hmm. the double mindedness um mm. uh, thinking negatively mm-hmm. that someone's always out to get you. Like there's, there's always an angle about something mm-hmm. that uh, it, this, this can be a very dangerous corroding sin um, that will take enough that, that, that will affect the rest of your community. Um, and I think a perfect example of that, like the writers points out, it's Esau mm-hmm. selling that birthright. That's a big deal. That was a really big deal for Esau. Um, the example of it, of Esau, you know, it, it illustrates the um, the iris, the the irreversible uh, consequences of choosing temporal satisfaction mm. for uh, for eternal blessing. Mm. And sometimes, while we're being disciplined, it's easier. And I know because I've fallen into this myself. It's easier to talk crap than to swallow your pride. Go and 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 uh, go and ask for for forgiveness from your brother and from the Lord, hmm. and then continue to live faithfully. Hmm. It's easier to seek out that temporary satisfaction of causing divisiveness mm-hmm. causing dissension to avoid the discipline of the lord mm. dang it's rough that's, that's from experience though no
1: i know that's from experience and, and 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 not not in your case but i've seen other cases that that same type of bitterness root that same type of like issue happen with other people and though they don't cause other people to sin, what they end up doing is causing others to look at their own situation and think of it negatively. Right. Right. And then, they end up doing that in their circles yeah. and someone else catches it and they end up doing it in their circles and someone else catches it and before you know it that's across throughout the that's entire the corrosiveness of sin
0: that's the course it's it's, it's it's
1: it's very similar to it's very similar to when jesus told 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 the apostles beware the leaven of the pharisees yeah yep if you if you don't know what leaven is it's yeast it, it caught it's a corrosive uh, uh that. it's a culture it's a, it's a growth it's culture a living <laughs> organism that we yeah. put into bread that makes it rise, it it rise. Uh, and you can take a little bit of yeast and throw it into a whole big pile of dough and that yeast starts to multiply and
0: it's quick and sp- too by the
1: way it's super quick it's quick and it spreads throughout the entire dough I think one of the uh, one of the one of the coolest examples you can see if you've ever seen The Greatest the Great British Baking Show. Um, I, me and, me and my wife love watching that show whenever there's a new season because it's, it's very soothing to watch. Nice. Um, but whenever they're doing a bread or something that needs to rise, they add yeast to it mm-hmm. and then they put it into a proving bin and they leave it in that proving bin for about 40 minutes and they take it out and the dough, because of the yeast, has multiplied maybe three or four times its size. Think about that same thing here with bitterness mm-hmm. if that root of bitterness existed within your community and maybe it's yourself that root of bitterness can cause bitterness to increase in your community three to four times its size so i think that's something that's very i think we really have to look at that when it comes to discipline you can't look at discipline as a bad thing no you have to look at discipline as a positive thing mm-hmm. why because it's creating it's, it's, it's cultivating righteousness and holiness within you. And that's what we're pursuing as Christians. We're pursuing to follow the example of Christ and imitate Christ and be transformed to be more like him. And what is Christ? Nothing but righteousness and holiness. Absolutely. And that's what it's telling us in this passage. God is disciplining us as sons and daughters to be more holy and more righteous while we are here on this earth. And what that does is that it leads us to when we are finally with him. We are
0: perfected. Which which makes the point that he is the founder and the perfecter mm-hmm. of our faith. Just like he was for the great heroes of our faith that, mm-hmm. that we saw last week.
1: Man. I'm gonna be honest. 18 through twenty eight have absolutely nothing to do with
0: it, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, we'll give you a uh, we'll give you a quick glimpse we'll give so, you a quick glimpse of 18 through 28 18 through through 28 it's the the kingdom can't be shaken the kingdom cannot be shaken it cannot so uh you know this this section it's it basically it contrasts the experience of the Israelites at Mount Sinai mm-hmm. with the experience of Christians mm-hmm. nowadays and, and 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 in in this uh, first century um and also nowadays it can also um, pour into into the 21st century so the author you know describes sinai as as a terrifying experience filled with darkness which it absolutely was like if anyone touched the mountain at that point in time they would die you know gloom and and storms whereas christians have come to mount zion you know the city of the living god filled with joyful assembly and and the presence of jesus mm-hmm. so the author concludes with the warning and an encouragement so the warning is that god is a consuming fire emphasizing his holiness and and the seriousness of sin so then uh the encouragement is that we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Mm. And therefore, we should worship God in reverence and awe, mm. uh, in light of all of that. That's what it. That's what 18 through 29 really boiled down mm-hmm. to, is that God is a serious God. God takes sin seriously. And this is why we have passages like 12 through 17. Mm-hmm. This is why we have passages from like, one to eleven, or actually one through three, or one through two, really, <laughs> where you have, you know, where you have, uh, the founder and the perfector of our faith. Hey, faith. Hey, focus on Jesus. Mm. Jesus is that great forerunner. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the one that all of your heroes of the faith were looking to. And remember, this this whole this whole book of Hebrews was written for a people who who were very well acquainted with ancient Jewish history. Oh, absolutely, They were very well acquainted with all of these heroes. These stories didn't really need to get retold to them, mm-hmm. but they needed to change their perspective. Of oh, what and these cons- stories were for. And, absolutely. And these stories are to point us to Jesus in order that we do not grow weary when we're being disciplined. Mm. Why? So that we can run the race that was set before us, which is to... Make it to Mount Zion. So we don't get shaken Mm. while we're running that race like the Israelites did. Mm. The Israelites got shaken. Mm. And they missed Jesus. Mm. Some of them. We
1: can unpack that in the next episode. Come on. (laughs) Man, it, it, and I want to say, and I want to say, we can unpack that in the next episode because eighteen through twenty-nine is just as dense
0: mm-hmm.
1: as one through seventeen, and we want to give it the proper respect. And honestly, we want to do it the proper justice for you guys as well as our listeners. So, please catch us next week for the second half of chapter twelve. It's funny though. You know what's funny? We've been able to do every single one of these chapters of Hebrews in one shot. Except Except. for chapter 6 and chapter Chapter 12. 12. That's right.
0: (laughs) That's no coincidence. (laughs) It's no coincidence at all.
1: As as, uh, the end of chapter 5 said, we're going into deeper theology. Absolutely. We love you guys. Grace and peace.